There are people that just talk and never act. You'll know them by the noise they make, sometimes digitally and sometimes in person. And then there are people that actually do stuff, who, who have a default mode of action. They see a need and are moving to help sometimes before they even have a full plan. Their body is already in motion because they are people who do it. Now, the latter draws you toward a better future. They stir something inside of you that wakes you up. And then you want to follow them because of how they live. You end up following them because of the change that happens in their wake. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast, where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and today's episode is with a man who personifies mission. Jamal Cole is a father, a professional helper, an activist, and responsible for a movement in Chicago that is impacting tens of thousands of lives. I promise you will feel this interview and you'll want more. Now, Jamal is a featured speaker at this year's Inspire Conference. Now, listen to the end of the episode to know how you can see him speak live. But let's jump into it with Jamal telling us about his story and how activism has been in his blood from the very beginning. I started being an activist when I was four. Um, we, the class of 1988, are determined to be our best at whatever we say or do. We'll share a smile and lend a hand to our neighbor, because no matter what, we'll be the best in a lifetime. Um, those 50 words were the entirety of my preschool graduation speech, and um, I stayed true to that mission. It became a mission statement of my life. I'm, a, I'm running for Congress in the 1st District of Illinois, something I always wanted to do, be a politician. You, you touched on the word activist, and I think you better than probably anybody that I've met, at least in the last couple of years, could, could help flesh that out for us. So not leaving it to the imagination, what is it that could be a working definition in your own words for activists? Like, how, how do you define what an activist is and does and that kind of thing? The root word is action. I mean, somebody that's uh, actively involved in their community, actively involved in reading, actively involved in helping people no matter what, and actively involved in change, being a change maker. And we know that change doesn't come Amazon Prime fast, so it's levels to it. You know, you see the activists downtown Chicago in the rallies, you don't know who's fighting for humanity or who's fighting for Instagram, right? You need more than a picket sign. Like, you know, you need to figure out how things work and figure out how you can um, create change on a higher level. You know, that's that's pretty much what I think an activist is. So uh, with that definition that you just gave in mind, let's talk a little bit about uh, my block, my hood, my city. How do you describe it and the mission to someone who is being introduced to the organization for the first time? Our mission is to take care of people no matter what, right? So that's a broad mission. So if it's a snowstorm, you see us out shoveling snow for seniors. If it's a heat wave, you'll see us delivering waters and delivering fans to seniors. If it's the pandemic, you know, uh, when 8,000 seniors reached out, out to us from 12 different states, we were able to connect them to hospitals and primary health care physicians. We were able to do contact tracing, ship them PPE, ship them food. We're still doing that right now. Um, when all the businesses closed down, the local businesses throughout the pandemic, we used our Instagram page to raise $2 million in 24 hours, and we spread that money out to over 300 businesses in Chicago to help them out with glass repair, graffiti removal, getting through the month, bills, whatever, you know. So I say we take care of people no matter what, man. Um, if a meteor hit Chicago tomorrow, you will see my blog, my hood, my city, our hoodies out there sweeping up meteor dust. Um, we, we don't have any programs per se, but we create initiatives based upon whatever goes on in society. So 
We keep our ear to the grounds, and we like the we like the Red Cross for the hood, man. Can you can you talk a little bit more about the politics? Because um, when I, I'm intrigued, why why are you politics? Why are you drawn to that? Um, you seem really excited leading out with that. So what what is that about? I could pass out turkeys for Thanksgiving for the rest of my life, right? But people still gonna be hungry on the 28th and 29th, man. On the 30th and the 31st, they still gonna be hungry. I could pass out you know peace grants on major holidays to help curb violence, but it's still going to be all these bodies. I can give out emergency relief funds by the millions of dollars every year, but people are still going to be dying of poverty. Um, I don't gave millions of dollars to block clubs in Chicago, but I still feel like I could be doing more. Um, I still feel like my money ain't long enough because the challenges we're facing are, are entrenched. These aren't nonprofit problems. These aren't poor people problems. These are policy problems, right? How come when people was looting businesses last summer, they was taking basic toiletries? How come there's more technology on the light poles, but ain't no counselors in the classrooms? Every light pole has shot spotter technology, police officers in schools, but there's one counselor per 500 students. How come there's 15 currency exchanges in the neighborhood and ain't no banks? How come when kids don't got the internet, they got to go to McDonald's to use the Wi-Fi? How come there's more babies dying on the south side of Chicago because of asthma than almost anywhere else in the country? Those aren't nonprofit problems. Those are policy problems. So we need to go change policies to, to affect change, and that's what I'm doing. I love it. And jumping into your book, um, if I got the title right, what's something simple I can do that will have a positive impact on my block? Can you talk a little bit about the heart behind writing it, who it was written for, um, and uh, what we are hoping to, uh, to, to attain with that? Well, the biggest question I got asked throughout the last two years by major corporations is, what can we do to help? What can we do to get involved? Now, you don't know if businesses care about justice being denied or if they care about their business being interrupted. You don't know. So you have to, like, kind of create a plan for them to stay engaged more than one year. So I would always tell anybody, if you're going to work with a corporation, get them to do multi-year engagements. But I found that you don't need to know who's on your the president's cabinet to create change. You don't know have to know who's in City Hall. You don't have to have a lot of money. You just have to ask yourself, what's something simple that I can do that will have a positive impact on my block? And if you're a skateboarder, can you take a trash bag to the skate park and pick up the beer bottles? If you are a lawyer, can you do an expungement clinic in a hood? If you work in IT, can you create like a, um, a website for a nonprofit? Like what's something simple you can do that'll have a positive impact in your block? And I've just found if you start with the simple things, that's how you create the muscle it takes to take on bigger challenges. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is the secret to making change happen, actually doing something about it versus just talking about it? Yes, just doing it. You don't have to try to be inspirational. You don't have to try to be innovative. You don't have to try to knock it out the park. You don't have to try to bend history. Just do something. And when you do something, you create a little ripple of hope. And if somebody else creates a ripple on her block, you create a ripple on your block, that creates a wave of change. Like you, Once you start putting that stuff out into the universe, somebody's going to stop and say, hey, man, what you got going on? Oh, what's your, you know, and that they, I want to get involved, too. Somebody's going to, the universe is going to see it. You know what I mean? So I had a kid stop me the other day. He said, hey, why do you pick up the trash on the block when the wind is going to blow it down the street? And I said, well, I like how your brain works. You see how the wind blows the trash? Your brain's working. I was like, but I'm doing this for me, bro. I'm trying to, I don't want to see this trash in front of my yard. I want my habits to be good, right? I'm trying to keep my habits up, up to par with my standings. I don't want to get... I don't want to get used to decrepitness. I mean, I don't want to get used to that, man. I feel like, so yeah, the, the, to create change, you got to do something and you got to like write it down. Like you have to be serious about your goals and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to go. Like get specific. And when you're specific about it, the universe pulls you towards it. Don't just say, I want to get a Cadillac. 
What kind of Cadillac, man? What color is going to be? What music you going to be listening to? What's the interior? Where are you going the day you get it? Like, once you get specific about the things you want and want to do, the universe has a way to, to, to pull you towards it. Now, I know it sounds crazy and it sounds real simple. Like, it sounds easy, right? But that's the thing is, like, when I say write down what you want to do, when something is that easy to do, it's just that easy not to do it. And that's why mm-hmm. people don't do it. Like, when it's, when it's that easy to do it, people don't do it and so that's that's what i'm telling you and just because it's simple don't mean it's easy but uh, so it's a lot of things i can say but the point i'm trying to make man is that if you want to create change the best way to do it the, the best way to learn is through the firing line of experience get started doing it and then learn from that and then get better the next day that's that's how you gotta go about it love it so you live in chicago uh you're the nonprofit we're speaking about is in chicago um it i i want to know from your perspective because I, I my opinion from what I've seen of you you represent that city extremely well uh, but what are some things that people just don't realize about Chicago what do you want people to realize about Chicago that they just they just don't understand I mean it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world we have some of the best architecture food and music in the world you know we got our fair share of problems you know crime violence failing schools you know that stuff but I mean we sometimes the what gets highlighted by the media is done by students that didn't grow up in these neighborhoods. They're just sensationalizing things and it's controlled by the powers that be. So they probably show, you know, broken bottles on the ground in the trash in the alley in the, in the news. But on that same block, it could be a $50 million school, a tech school that's number two in the state. You know, they could, they could show boarded up windows on the block, but they could pass a, 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 urban garden on the block that was created by a block club that people congregate in every week. You know, they, they just don't show stuff like that too. So I would just say like, um, you know, of all the violence and stuff you hear out in Chicago, there's only like 1300 people doing all that. It's millions. It's over 3 million people that live here. It's only 1200 to 1300 people doing all that stuff. So don't even, don't make it seem like this is a city full of, um, hoodlums. No, man, it's a beautiful city with beautiful people and people striving to, to, um, to create positivity. When you think back, on what you've done and the people you've surrounded yourself with, what are some key things that that have helped you get people involved? What are some key things that have helped propel you forward? What 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 are those things that burn you up inside? You got to be brave enough to be creative. Like success is what you attract. It's not what you pursue. You can't go trying mm. to, but you got to attract it. You attract it by being attractive. You attract it by taking risk. Everybody wakes wakes up and like you know wants to you know, be cool, wants to be creative, has ideas. Everybody's got ideas, right? But a lot of people don't feel like their ideas are good enough. Will people laugh at me? Is this going to be the, you go, everybody go through that. So I would just say the, the best way to go about it, man, is to find out what you're, what'll wake you up at four in the morning. That's what you should be doing. If it's not waking you up at four in the morning, that's not it. That's not it. If it don't wake you up at four in the morning, it's not it. Like you have to figure out what's going to, what moves you. And then once you figure that out, and say, let's say you are a public speaker. I love public speaking. I had to figure out how to how to arouse enthusiasm with my public speaking because just because I'm good at public speaking don't mean I'm good at creating flyers and graphics to get people to come to my speech. That doesn't mean that I'm good at recording the speeches and getting them out to the public. That doesn't mean I'm good at search engine optimization and getting myself online. The public speeches wake me up at four in the morning. I got to go connect myself to a videographer that wakes up at four in the morning. I got to go connect myself to a graphic artist that wakes up at four in the morning. Now, once you do something like that, that's how you do more than people expect, and that's how you make a positive investment in your future. You always want to do more than people expect, and the way you do that is by connecting with people that are passionate about something just the way you are about whatever it is you're passionate about. Can you say that again about the success is what you attract, not what? It's not what you pursue. 
So, you know, the way you attract success is by being attractive. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, that's what people are going to say, man, you know, it's something different about that person. Like even the Bible talks about this a lot. The Bible says, you know, whatever you sow, you shall reap. Right. Yep. I think that I think the Bible is a little bit off on that one, because I, I think that you reap, you reap triple what you sow, to be honest with you. I, I think you reap triple. But I think that um, the Bible says you, you whatever you sow, you shall reap. So if you plant spinach today, six weeks from now, you're not going to get pumpkins. That's not what the Bible says. That's not how it works. Right. If you plant spinach Six weeks from now, you're going to get spinach. Now, if you don't like the conditions of the spinach that comes up six weeks from now, guess who's to blame come harvest time? If the person that planted it. It's the same thing in your life, man. If you don't like the conditions of your grades come July, you got to you gotta, come graduation time. You just got to say, I could do a little bit better, man. So that's somebody, somebody should really look into that. Get some sewing done if you want to reap. So Chicago, 20 years from now, what do you want Chicago to look like and what's needed to get it? to that vision of 20 years from now? I've never been asked that question, but I, I like hearing that. I think that uh, Chicago is going to be the most interconnected city in the world. You know, I know I know. 20 years from now, we'll have some of the best public schools. We'll have some of the best social impact organizations. We'll have some of the best think tanks in the country because we're going to turn this city around. Right now, we're known for, for violence and we're known for robberies and carjackings and crime. 20 years from now, we're going to be known for how to coach people through trauma, how to articulate trauma, how to rise above your circumstances, how to dream bigger than your surroundings. We're going to be the most motivational city in the country. And I just know that. Jamal, it has been a privilege and a quick interview, but I want to, I want to uh, hit something real quick so that people know that they can hear more. So you're a featured speaker at the Inspire Conference coming up in October. Uh, what will people hear you speak about at Inspire this year? I just want to be vulnerable and share my story of how, you know, how I came from uh, you know, a homeless shelter in Kenosha to going to college in Nebraska and then moving to Chicago and becoming one of the most powerful people in Chicago within five years. And I just want to show them how I did it and lay practical steps down for how they can be better than me. That's what, that's what they're going to get. Well, thank you for taking time to do this, Jamal. I am so looking forward to hearing from you speak in uh, October. Um, and I, I can't wait to meet you in person, man. Thank you so much for making time for this. Hey, thank you, man. You be safe, bro. Be safe. Okay, so takeaways and action items. Takeaways. Number one, success is what you attract, not what you pursue. Number two, if you want to separate yourself from the noise, do something. Action items. Register for the Inspire Conference happening on October 15th in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, Inspire is a one-day leadership development experience that Impact of Leadership is so proud to be partnered with. Now, this is the first time we've done this, and we wouldn't do it if we didn't believe in it. So here we go. We're going to be there. Here's some details. Now, there is special pricing for nonprofit and student attendees. And the site on the website, just above the speaker lineup, there's a breakdown of how the event staff is keeping you safe as we gather, because that is top of mind So you can see that on their website. Uh, A few ways to get info and register. You can go to kaba.org. That's K-A-B-A dot org. And click on the events tab in the upper right corner of the blue banner. Or you could just scroll to the show notes in this episode and click the link to be taken straight to the Inspire landing page. We are so proud 
to be partnered with them and this event. And uh, I'm, ex- I'm really excited. I'm actually going to be doing a live interview with one of the speakers from the main stage. So join to see that and <laughs> the unedited version uh, with all my mistakes. So get there. October 15th in Kenosha, Wisconsin for Inspire 2021. You won't regret it. If you found value in what you heard, I encourage you, give us a written review in whatever platform you're using right now. We read all of them and it helps us reach more folks like you. And send this episode to someone you want to come to inspire with. Tell them, hey, I'm taking action. I want you to take action on this as well. And I really want to experience this with you. So join me at Inspire this year. Now we have dozens of episodes that will aid in your growth as a leader. You can click subscribe icon in whatever platform you're using right now and you'll have access to all of the episodes just like magic i can't wait to be with you again soon but until then from all of us at the impact of leadership thank you so much for listening